everyone, this is Laura Huey, and you have dialed in to the I Hate Podcast podcast, brought to you courtesy of our sponsor, Dot <laughs> I should know the damn name of this, hashtag CrimCom. <laughs> Clearly I'm under-caffeinated, or I'm over-caffeinated. I have a, I'm not at caffeine equilibrium. Let's get cracking. Today, this topic is going to be blogging. I love blogging. I know some people probably don't because let's face it, especially academics, we write a lot. So the idea of writing as a hobby or uh, as part of our, an extension of our professional duties causes us deep pain and anguish. Well, it causes other people deep pain and anguish. I love it. The reason why, I it's one uh, medium that I have complete and utter control over what I say and do. Now you could argue that with podcasting, I could just like, you know, I could um, delete this, I could edit it, and that's true, but I'm way too lazy for that. Whereas with, <laughs> I'm just being honest here, but with writing, you know, you there's just something about it that I, I just, I love, and I, what I particularly love is you get your own thoughts out uninterrupted, or if they are interrupted, it's because you're going back, editing, rethinking things. So I find it fantastic for that. You can have much more, you can convey much more complex thoughts in a blog than you can in, I don't know, like a, a one minute TikTok. Just saying. Now, in terms of it being fun, accessible, engaging, a good blog can be all of those things. And one of the things I emphasize in my evidence-based policy course is to do all of that, to think about things like accessibility. So I, you know, there, there's two, there's a couple different ways that you can go in terms of constructing a blog. First of all, you could just do a one-off or, you know, ad hoc blogging on other people's blog sites. So one of the things I always recommend people do is reach out to say science groups, criminology groups, um, or groups that are specific to your particular interests like policing or corrections or community justice, and say, hey, can I write a guest blog for you? So that's one way you could do it. Another way is you could do what I've done, which is, well, I've done that, the previous one, but I've also set up my own website just for blogging. A th another, sort of avenue that's available to you is uh, go on to one of the blogging sites and uh, set something up that way. I gotta be honest, I haven't, I haven't ever considered doing that. And it's probably because, um, oh, a little bit of bias. I used to do, uh, I used to study online terrorism. And so a lot of the blogs of the, of the, of the um, terrorist affiliated women that I followed were on these sites, and so I kind of thought, eh, I think I'd rather have my own website. So, the thing is, you've decided you're going to create a blog. You've figured out what the venue is going to be for this blog. You want to think about carefully what is it going to look like, as well as what kind of content are you going to feature. So, what's the focus? It's like any other thing I've said repeatedly ad nauseum. Who's your audience? What's your what's your content? What's your topic? The difference is with blogs being a visual medium, you've got to have some visual interest there. A lot of blogs, I'm going to be quite frank, are pretty bleh. 
there's like they're so standard they got the title they got like the blog dates down the side they've got like some picture that they stole from google and then they've got like paragraph after paragraph and then their name at the bottom and then maybe they might have like a comment thing so I won't say I'm super duper brilliant at this, but one of the things I have thought about is I've thought about what does this actually look like to the person that's reading it. If you're using small font, if things are cramped, if you don't have good spacing between, it can look like a wall of text. And for a lot of people, myself included, a wall of text is repulsive. So I don't want to read, I can't, I can't focus because I'm so busy like being overwhelmed by that wall. Breaking up your text with pictures and spacing and indents and so on, just to, you know, like one of the things I, if you can with your blog, even something as simple as a long inset long quote, just to break up the box, it helps. Making sure that one of the mistakes that people make in generally in writing, but also in blogging is it should be one idea per paragraph and do not carry ideas over from paragraph to paragraph. Ideally, uh, what you want is you want something very succinct with visual appeal that's easy to read, accessible, and should not take longer than three to five minutes to read. A blog is not a PhD dissertation. It is not a Marx's Das Kapital. If it is, unless your readers are Marxists, probably nobody's going to want to read it because it's dense, it's raw, sorry, sorry Marxist, but it's big. And that goes for a lot of books in academia. The other thing to keep in mind, you've got to think in terms of your audience, not just the visual aspects of it, but also how much explanation do you have to do to communicate your ideas? Make sure that you do that explanation so that nobody's sitting there reading your blog and then flipping back and forth Googling words or con, uh, constructs or concepts or what have you. Like it should be pretty, hopefully, self explanatory. You're supposed to read it, know exactly what you're talking about, understand what your position is on something, yay, nay, maybe, and walk away having something to think about. That's what actually keeps people coming back. I, in my own personal blog, there's a little game that I play with my readers. Police, I, I write for the Canadian policing world and Canadian policing, despite the fact that there's about 69,000 police officers across Canada, may in many ways can be a bit of a small world. The game that I play, not all the time, but often enough is there's hidden messages within my blog that you have to look for. And they're usually centered around who is Laura pissed off at today. So if somebody, if there's been something that's happened in the policing community that I'm annoyed about, there's going to be a blog coming. It'll be framed in like academic, you know, accessible, fun, informative, academic, or thoughtful. Thoughtful is good too. Academic um, language. There'll be concepts and stuff that you're going to learn. But like I said, what, one of the things that keeps people coming back is they're trying to figure out the game of, oh, what really inspired this blog? What's this really about? You know what? It's a hook, and I get it, uh, and I exploit the hell out of it. It's like songwriting. Have a good hook. Have a catchy beat. People will keep listening, right? Think about your blog that way. You want to return customers. You want good word of mouth. You want people to come and engage. Now, here's the other thing about engagement. I 
I like people doing go away and think about what I've said. I don't want ideally what I, I want is I want thoughtful engagement. Now I can't control that. But what I can control is the commenting off button. So on my blog, you can like the blog or not. Uh, though there's no not like there's no broken heart to indicate you didn't like it. But I do turn the commenting off. And part of that is because of my experience with Facebook. Anybody can access my general website. And so what I don't want is a bunch of comments about Justin Trudeau. I don't know why, but people uh, seem to be like, no matter what I write, somebody's got a comment about Justin Trudeau. He's, I don't know the man. We are not friends. I don't, I'm not responsible for his policies. And there's not much I can do with a three paragraph rant about Justin Trudeau on my blog about something completely different. So that's why I turn off commenting. You might have a different experience. And what I would suggest is try it out. Try it out both ways. See what works for you. Keeping in mind, what is your goal here? Is your goal interaction? Is your goal an engagement? Or is your goal to communicate your idea, let people go off and think about it, or however they feel? That's, that's entirely up to you. One of the ways that I do get feedback about my blog, obviously, is I promote my blog through other social media platforms, so I get feedback and comments there. Um, and that, you know, that's totally fine. I'll get my comments on LinkedIn. Um, I will get my comments on Twitter and so on. And that, that's good enough for me. So that's everything I have to say about blogging. I hope this was useful. I hope that if I read your blog at some point, I'm going to walk away going, wow, that, that, the way that, you know, and I know you're rolling your eyes, but think about all those undergraduate papers you had to read where you were like, oh, I hate the spacing. Or I don't like the way they did the, the formatted, the, the cover page. Remember, you also can make those the, formatting, spacing things that you don't like. You can also voice them off on other people. So, you know, be a good example. Have a interesting, engaging, accessible, visually appealing blog and sit back and enjoy the benefits of your writing labor by knowing that you got your word out there. All right, kids, catch you on the flip side.